Hello everyone and welcome to Sort of My Podcast. My name is Vincent Herman, Vin the Human. Today I'm going solo on a Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom review, but before I get into that, like our nerd news page Sort of My Comics on Facebook and follow Sort of My Podcast on Instagram. Check out Subject to Change Entertainment on Facebook and Twitter and subscribe on YouTube and SoundCloud. Uh, You're checking this out somewhere while here, why not like? Comment and share. Guys, sharing is the most important thing you can do for us right now. And all of our personal social media is down in the description below. So, before I get into Jurassic World, I I feel like I kind of owe you guys an Incredibles 2 review. Right now, I'm going to do a mini, tiny little review for Incredibles 2. No spoilers. But I loved it. It was, oh my god, it was so fun. I smiled and laughed and felt things all throughout this movie. The characters are spot on. While uh, I feel like there is some character development there too. A lot of growth in everyone except for maybe Dash. But Dash is a little boy and he he is what little boys are. And uh, it's still perfect and I love it. Jack-Jack is probably my favorite thing about the film, and there is a part with a raccoon, which I will not spoil for you here, but it is probably the greatest thing in the movie, just just because of how fun and entertaining it is. The villain, Screenslaver, okay, yeah, cool, fine. Uh, I, I feel like it was constructed well enough, but it was a little predictable. I can't say much on that. I just I just think it was predictable. Uh, the action was, oh my god, phenomenal. Uh, this is what makes these some of the best superhero movies out there. This is why people praise them that way, is because of the way they display their superhero action. The fact that every power gets used in every way you can think, and often, and it's never just, like, one shot here, one shot there, and oh, here's this really cool move, one time, you're never gonna see it again. This is what makes them work so well as a superhero film, as a team, and the, um, the score. The score is so great in this, but yeah, I can't speak highly enough of it. I haven't seen the first one in a long time, so I'm not gonna say whether it's better or worse. I know the animation is way better in this one, but then again, it's been 14 years, so you'll have that. But I would absolutely say that at the worst, you're going to like it as much as you like the second one. Uh, Maybe a little less. Anyways, moving on from that, let's talk about dinosaurs. Okay, so Jurassic World was... Huh. (laughs) The more I think about it, uh, the more I enjoy it a bit. When I first came out of the theater, I was a little underwhelmed. But let's break it down systematically. Let's talk about the characters first and foremost. Uh, of course, you know, we've got Chris Pratt in there as Owen Grady. He did a great job pretty much keeping the character the same. I don't know. I, I, I feel like he felt a little dumber in the first one. But in this one, he feels more like an action hero. And I didn't really get those vibes from... Owen in the first movie. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, I feel like she kind of fluctuates in personality in this movie. Uh, Let's see here. We've got Raphael Spall, uh, plays Eli Mills. 
he was all right, I guess, for the roles he was meant to fill. Uh, nothing too special there. Uh, Justice Smith, Franklin Webb, he's your quintessential nerd. Probably one of more the entertaining characters of the film, uh, alongside Daniel uh, Pine. Uh, I'm sorry, Daniela Pineda. Pine Panada. I always ruin someone's name. Damn it. Anyway, Zaya Rodriguez. Uh, she was really fun too. Uh, tenacious character, and she plays a uh, what was it they called it? A paleo veterinarian, which I, I guess is a thing, as they state in the movie. Uh, James Cromwell, Benjamin Lockwood. I really liked his character. The existence of it kind of adds more to this universe. Although I think some of the timeline was something that happens in the movie that I won't talk about until spoilers. Uh, it, it kind of muddies the continuity a bit, maybe, but not much. I think it would be easily explained away. Other than that, he he was a welcome presence on screen. Uh, again, nothing specially worked for what he was supposed to be, and I think the best scenes with him are some of the first ones where you see him, but he was fine. Uh, Jeff Goldblum is... Ian Malcolm, he feels like an HD Ian Malcolm, but he really only bookends the film. You don't see him throughout the rest of it. Uh, and it's just in front of uh, Congress or these councilmen or whoever it is he's supposed to be speaking uh, to during the film. He he was an HD Ian Malcolm sitting in a chair. <laughs> I can't really say much more about him. Uh, B.D. Wong, Dr. Wu is back. Again, I think one of my favorite characters in the film, uh, although his part is very small, he owns it, he sells it. If you saw the first movie, you know what this character is about now, and uh, I, I feel like he delivered just as hard here as he did in the last one. And so overall, we have kind of a mixed bag of cast. Like, you're gonna, I think you're going to find yourself enjoying the characters who are barely in the film more than the ones that are on screen the whole time. And not to take anything away from Bryce Dallas Howard, Chris, you know, anyone else. They're, they're good actors. Uh, and, and actually, I don't even think the problem is in the execution. I think maybe the problem is in the writing. Which should bring us to our story of this whole thing, which is derivative as hell. It borrows heavily from The Lost World, while in this film I believe it acknowledges the other films as existing. So, and, and I think it was stated in a tweet or something that like they were never not canon. They just didn't talk about them. And so... Oh, yeah, no, and I even, uh, now I remember some sort of advertisement um, on Twitter also, some sort of, like, don't let the events of San Diego be forgotten or something, and it's, like, some, like, shaky cam VHS footage of the T-Rex fucking with a gas station, I think. Uh, yeah, so the movie kind of establishes those, but also steals from them. It's weird. It's Yeah, it's pretty much the first half of The Lost World, more or less, with a, a little bit of a twist thrown in there. Uh, there. There's some surprising stuff, and some things differ, of course, and we're also dealing with genetic manipulation in this one again. The Indoraptor is like the logical next step of the Indominus Rex. 
So you have a little bit of originality for the franchise while at the same time being heavily, heavily based on the uh, happenings of the Lost World. And the uh, and finally, the visual effects in this are really good. I, I know that they focused more on using animatronics and practical effects for this film. And there are moments where you can definitely see that. But it still heavily relies on CG. Now's when you're gonna mow the lawn, you son of a bitch, you fucker. Well, we're gonna go ahead and keep going anyways, because it is already Wednesday, I'm doing this all on the day, so... Uh, yeah, anyways, it does heavily rely on CG, but it's not really anything you could work around. I mean, we're talking about upping the stakes each time here. You, you have to do that, because there's no way you can pull off half of these shots without that cg and i think people need to be more forgiving of visual effects because we are still in a world where it's not perfect granted there are movies that have pushed the boundaries but we're talking about movies with like disney money so chill on that don't worry about it you're gonna enjoy the effects and of course they're not real dinosaurs dinosaurs aren't real but then again that's not the wonder we got from the first film so i can see where you're coming from there all in all i i would have to give this movie maybe a six i think it is probably the second worst of the franchise but now when i say that keep in mind for me it goes jurassic park jurassic world the Lost World, this, then, just so we can fill this gigantic gap, let's shove some of the comic books in there, maybe a couple video games, and then Jurassic Park 3. So it's obviously far removed from the worst of the franchise for me. But at the same time, I don't know, I didn't really get anything special from this. It didn't really have moments, and while Jurassic Park and World are not only the moments there's so much more to love and unpack in those films still the iconic moments in Jurassic franchise in the Jurassic franchise are part of its standout effect and this just doesn't have those there's the last shot of the movie maybe maybe but even that shot is derivative of the last shot in Jurassic World, so it, it's just, eh, who cares, I think it does a good job at setting up the next movie, I, I can say legitimately, I am excited for Jurassic World 3, because of this film, and some of the stuff that takes place in it, and it does dig deeper into the mythos of Jurassic Park, albeit just a little, but we, we learn more about the background of these films, and I enjoy that stuff too. Some people would say it's pointless, who cares, we don't need it. I enjoy having more, especially when we're five films in, th that's important to me. I would definitely say go see it, maybe catch a matinee. Our theater does a $5 Tuesdays deal, so, I, if I had seen it then, I'd be so much less impacted, and, and we only pay eight bucks here, so it's really not that bad. But, 
I would definitely say catch a matinee, you know, save a couple of bucks while you see it, but definitely go see it. But with that being said, let's go ahead and jump into spoilers. I'm never, I'm, I'm getting worse at that noise as I go. Yeah, it is time for spoilers, guys. So here is your warning, your big old spoiler warning. If you have not left already and you do not want spoilers you are about to hear them and i do not want to see you in the comments because you've been warned and at this point i don't give a fuck little girl is a clone ha told you i fucking told you to get out of here you didn't listen or maybe you did or maybe you've already seen the movie there's no way for me to tell because i'm recording this way way earlier than you're listening that's how these work moving on yeah the little girl is a clone uh there we're gonna we're gonna jump around here i'm not gonna do the whole beat by beat story thing especially because i don't feel like i have time but i do want to talk about a few specific things uh first of all little girl is a clone which i think is just an awesome way to go with this Basically, James Cromwell's character, Benjamin Lockwood, helped John Hammond with the research and the science behind cloning the dinosaurs. And essentially establishing the idea for Jurassic Park entirely. But eventually, Benjamin begins fucking with human manip- uh, genetic manipulation and cloning. Uh, after he loses his daughter in a car wreck, and that apparently is the line for John Hammond, who has crossed so many other lines, but apparently that's where we're calling it. And so they they split ways, and uh, that's what causes the rift between them. And it turns out it's this little girl, and they do a good job of rolling that out. That actually surprised me. I mean, there's a photo album and everything that they keep alluding to as important, but she never gets to see it and stuff. So, yeah, I I felt like that was a really cool element. And that little girl, uh, God, what was her name? Uh, Macy Lockwood. Isabella Sermon. She did a great job. I, I think this franchise has always done a good job at casting children. Maybe the exception of the third, but I can't really... I'm drawing a blank on that kid's performance right now. Maybe that's more to my point. But they did a good job, yeah. Uh, The Indominus Rex, really, really cool. Uh, But here's the thing I don't get about it. First of all, let's put aside the argument that the idea of using dinosaurs in war, training them, and just trying to fund the research to manipulate their genetics so that they will follow human commands is just a waste of money. Train your soldiers better or just stop having war because now you're just getting ridiculous. But putting that aside, ignoring that for the sake of the Jurassic World, Jurassic Park story arc, The Indominus Rex in this film, not the Indominus Rex, the Indoraptor, is a prototype. Apparently what they're trying to do is fix the genetics so that it will follow human commands to the letter. Hey, there's just one more thing happening. (laughs) The way they intend on doing this is using specialized sonic weaponry 
that first fires a laser, not a, like a, a laser light, to attract the attention of the Indoraptor, and then fires a uh, sonic noise or whatever towards the target, and then the Indoraptor will attack them and kill and eat the shit out of them. And this guy is scary. We're talking about basically a black raptor with yellow racing stripes. It's like twice as big, maybe a little more, and has these like huge talon claws. It's like, oh, whoa. It's an impressive beast. But of course, again, this one's a prototype, so it doesn't work the right way. And of course, it ends up getting out and shit. And it's kind of interesting the way they end up disposing of this because turns out blue is the hero of this film instead of the t-rex uh after the fight with the indoraptor uh which basically uh you really it really does set up kind of a tense situation because blue is so much smaller than this thing and while blue puts up a good fight eventually it all comes down to like kind of a team effort and a really weird situation because they they all end up on top of the rooftop and why <laughs> it's it's a situation where Bryce Dallas Howard is on one side of this like glass roof and Chris Pratt is on the other side with the little girl and Bryce Dallas Howard has one of these rifles and she aims the laser at uh at chris pratt but while she's doing this they don't talk about it the indoraptor is in between them trying to decide who he's gonna attack you can see the glass is starting to break and stuff but they don't discuss this guys the thing can't understand you bryce a little heads up just like hey here's our plan you don't know but it's so weird and the weird thing about the weirdest thing about it is, is he just knows what's happening. It's either that or he's ready to get shot and killed. I don't know. But anyway, she aims the thing, uh, fires the pulse. The Indoraptor goes after Chris Pratt, ends up breaking the glass because the the movement is too much. And there is this big Triceratops skull mounted uh, down below that. The Indoraptor is hanging over. But the Indoraptor doesn't fall down on it. It pulls itself back up. You're like, oh shit, they're fucked. Until you see off in the background, Blue in his Dark Knight glory, uh, <laughs> fucking on a, a, on a little ledge or something, jumps off, tackles the fucking thing. There's this really cool mid-fall slow motion fight between them before, boom, Indoraptor is pierced on the two horns, done, dead, and then Blue gets his T-Rex moment and is firing off some of those raptor calls on top of the fucking carcass. It's actually a really cool ending. Um, I, I said earlier it doesn't really have its moments. I would say this is the one moment it does have. I don't know, man. Uh, well, okay. Wow, yeah, now that I'm thinking back on it, and maybe it has a little more than I, than I thought moment-wise, because there is, there's one moment, I think this is going to be the last thing I talk about, because I really do have to wrap this up, start getting things rendered, blah, 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 clean up audio, all the boring shit. 
the last moment I want to talk about. They're uh, they're trying to get all the dinosaurs off the island. They uh, turns out these mercenaries uh, that were hired by Eli, who turned out to be a villain, have already uh, have already double crossed uh, Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard, uh, uh, Zaya Franklin. Our main characters, basically. They, they fucked over our main characters, stealing the dinosaurs. Uh, I think they were aiming for like 11 or so different species or something. And they're going to book it. Through a series of action-packed events, uh, they all end up getting on the boat. And this is once shit has finally hit the fan. Because the island is exploding. The, the volcano has gone off. And... It's it's becoming mostly smoke and fire at this point. And they look back out the back hatch of this ship. And there is a lone brontosaurus on the dock. And it's firing off its whale call type stuff. And it's a really powerful scene. Because compare it to the first time we saw the brontosaurus. Compare it to the first time we saw... A living dinosaur as kids, uh, at least in my case, as, as a kid. That welcome to Jurassic Park moment where Dr. Grant drops to his knees and the music swells and it's just amazing. It's so wonderful and it fills you with magic and excitement and I'm getting goosebumps talking about it right now man i love that moment so much it is one of those standout visual representations of awesome from my childhood and i love it so much and then take that and compare it to this moment you've got the lone brontosaurus on the dock smoke is enveloping the entire island behind him the entire island where this adventure started the lava is bearing down and he's crying out. All these people can do is stand there and watch. And before you know it, the smog and the smoke has overtaken the brontosaurus. And you can see the outline of it between flashes of orange. You can see it panicking and standing up on its hind legs and crying out. And before you know it, it's, it's over. It's just orange wow that that was probably one of the saddest moments of any of these films really really burying the past kind of really putting an end to that island isla sorna or isla nublar i'm pretty sure it's nublar is the uh the main island sorna is the secondary island from the third movie Anyways, it just was impactful. Yeah, I gotta give the movie that, at least. Again, I didn't hate the movie. It is the second worst in the franchise for me. And it's only behind Jurassic World, or I'm sorry, uh, The Lost World. Because I fucking loved the second half of that film with the T-Rex loose in San Diego. I'm sorry. There, first of all, there's a reason it's called The Lost World. If you're not aware, there is an old silent film called The Lost World from forever ago. I don't even remember what year. But it's it's fun. Dinosaurs get loose in the city. 
at some point in the film, and uh, that more or less, I think, is the inspiration for this. But additionally, it's just fun to see that. It was ridiculous. That guy's fucking hand is still attached. Like, the T-Rex bit him so clean that his hand stayed on the steering wheel. I don't... I, I, I love it. I was also a kid when I saw that, though, too. But... Yeah, it is so far removed from the bottom of this list, though, of films, that I I can say go see it. I can say you'll probably enjoy it more than I did. I'm starting to get jaded uh, for a lot more reasons than just the quality of the films themselves. But, yeah, I, I would say go see it. But that's going to do it for me this time, guys. I gotta get to work getting this thing put together and put out there for you. So... As always, like this episode if you liked it. Subscribe if you loved it. If you're on YouTube, don't forget to hit that bell below if you want to know when the newest videos go up. I just did the Tricon 2018 montage music video thing. Check that out. I'm so happy with how it came out. I had little to work with, bad footage, uh, especially on my part. I was a little more shaky when I was doing my recording than I'd liked, but it's really cool. Uh, comment your Jurassic World thoughts down in the comments below. Did you like it? Did you not like it? Where does it fall in the roster of the franchise for you? And, uh, of course, again, please share this episode on social media. Uh, let people know what we're doing. Just, you know, get it out there. I think we're going to be focusing more on just doing what we want to do again. Uh, we, we tried to go corporate there a minute. We tried to go, like, make this thing a business, but we work a lot. Yesterday I worked, like, 18 hours. So, yeah, it's, it's a little tough to try and do this, especially now that it's down to, like, two of us. So, please, help us out by just sharing this, getting it out there, because uh, we love when you guys interact with it, we love when you comment, we love when you share, we love all of that stuff. There's a reason we go live when we do the episodes, which I think the time of which is going to be changing. But yeah, I'm done. Uh, <laughs> it's time to cue that outro music 65 million years in the making.